everyone, and welcome to episode seven. <laughs> we get seven or eight. Seven? Sure. Is that, that how we count now? That would be two, three, four, seven, five, six, seven, seven podcast. <laughs> seven podcasts. Well, since that accident, I can't count that high. Right. So, yeah, welcome to the, this episode of 48 Show. Once again, <laughs> the, the Olympic episode. The, the Olympics episode. The timestamp is right there. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, my name is Jason, uh, joined by John. Yep. And Andy. Hello. And almost Lance. Lance, if you're listening, we're going to get this to work, man. We promise. It just, uh, when it, you get free technology, you. No. Yeah. You get what you pay for, right? So Not we true, will. Yeah. We will make this happen. We will make it happen. So, gentlemen, tonight's topic is uh, aptly titled, I titled it, uh, Jobby Jobs. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about, uh, get yourself a Jobby Job, Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh, <laughs> for a moment, uh, I thought we were talking Jobby Nooner. Like, that's only a east side of the state thing. It's not that exciting. So, anyway. It's not that exciting. No. Um, but kind of wanted to talk about everything from where we started and where we are, if anyone okay. wants to divulge that information or in general terminology, it's totally fine. Um, okay. I, I will warn you, um, and I'll need help with this. I just kind of threw together a master list of jobs that I have held since I was able to be employed at the ripe old age of 16. Uh, okay. I have 19 on my list. Wow. Ooh. And 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 I'm pretty sure it's accurate, so we'll go through this. But uh, my first question right. for you guys, and I'm going sure. to throw Andy on the spot for the first one tonight. All righty. I want you to tell us about your first paying job you ever had. So the, the job that you actually collected a paycheck from, uh, W-2s, all that kind of stuff. And if you remember what the like interview process was like way back in the day, because it's obviously completely different than now. So I'd love to know so where, first where, one, uh, first one, yep. First one where you were of uh, of age, so not not mowing lawns when you're not 12, mowing lawns, but... babysitting. Okay. stand doesn't count. Okay, and uh, let's see. So it was uh, Christie's uh, in the oh, Sheraton. God. Oh, um, the summer of 1993. So in between junior and senior year, um, and it truly was a a summer job. Uh, bussing tables, nothing exciting. Um, and, you know, of the play, I, for some reason, I don't know why, I told myself I just didn't want to work fast food like I had, like I was better than that, which is dumb. But, um, yeah, that was. Uh, I haven't worked remember. fast food, Andy. You yeah. are better than that. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I don't know what even led me there. I think it was somebody that my dad worked with, his one or both of his kids worked there and it was, you know, one of the few places that still had dedicated bussers. And, uh, yeah. So since it was close to the house, I, I don't know if I drove there. I think it just meandered on over and filled out the application. Oh, you know what? I remember I wasn't even interested in working in the restaurant. I just wanted to know if they needed help somewhere in the hotel. And oddly enough, my, uh, application made it to the restaurant manager. So, eh. You know what? Why not? Why not? Um, yeah, exactly. And it was, uh, you know, for a first job, not going to complain. That was when I you learned about um, uh, it. Big difference between wait staff and tips and bus boys making minimum wage and tips. 
It was, uh, you know what, you know, for a seventeen-year-old uh, kid, because I don't think I, I didn't work uh, at all when I was sixteen. I think it was at least seventeen. And yeah, that would have been the first job, Christie's from, uh, ooh, uh, let's see, Mother's Day, so May through August. Yeah, but yeah. did you get bank at the Mother's Day like buffet? Yeah, bank? that was I made Pagoda. fifty bucks in tips. Yeah, it was after I got a because it seems like there were two. Nope, nope. It was just Mother's Day. I wasn't there at Easter, which probably would have been about the same thing. But yeah, because they, the, all the um, staff related with the restaurant or uh, room service was pulled in to work those that buffet. But yeah, that was uh, alone. My probably the biggest day I had. Uh, the biggest single day I had working at that place. And they did a smaller brunch buffet on Sundays, but nothing like the the big buffet for Mother's Day. Right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it must have been early May. Well. Yeah. Yeah. John, how about you? What was yeah. your uh, first paying gig that wasn't um, of the musician variety because that right. was definitely part of your uh, work experience? Well, I, I was actually going to say that I actually had a uh, job at 15 when I was, yeah. uh, you know, because I, I, uh, I would go to Grand Rapids every other weekend um, and see my dad. And okay. in the summer there, uh, one of his good friends worked at this beauty supply warehouse, you know, where you'd get like all the shampoos and all the stuff that they supply all the, the hair salons. Sure. Um and they just needed somebody that could work around the area. And so my dad's like, hey, John's could do it. So I ended up basically just sweeping floors, uh, parking lots, and stocking shelves there under the table. Oh, which, you know what? That has its merit. That does have its merit because you were paid in cash. Yeah, exactly. And nobody had to know. Right, exactly. <laughs> until, Uncle you know, Sam did not have to know. Until almost 30 years later now. <laughs> Yes. When they're like, "Hey, we want the taxes for those thirty-five dollars you made." Oh, there, there, there's been some mistake. You're yeah. looking. I think John with an H Moody, not John Moody, right? <laughs> isn't there a um, um, isn't what what does anybody happen to know what the dollar amount threshold is for being taxed? Isn't it like six hundred bucks? Is it? If you make is it? I have no idea. You have, you have That's when you have to get at least a ten ninety nine. Huh. Is that all? Hmm. Yep. So, yeah, and there'd be I, no I way thought, that I would I have made was, that. I thought it was 4999 Yeah. That was the – but 600 I think bucks. that's, I think that's 600 uh, bucks. gambling winning. Is that winning? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you that my record in gambling, I've never had to fill that out, so. But, yeah, um, I made uh, – yeah. I would make uh, $3 an hour, and then it was uh, – the, the bane of my existence was there was a comic book shop right no. down the street from it so what i would do is i would get paid that day which is usually about you know like 20 18 20 bucks mm-hmm. and i'd walk down there and just blow it yep walk out of three books maybe no that was at still time you could get like six or seven for that okay good that was a decent deal because it anytime i was looking for them they were older and usually had a five dollar stamp on them yeah nice yeah nice. all right jay brings it around to you what was the first all one you remember Arby's was the first one. Uh, oh. uh, I a lot about that experience. So many things about that experience. I remember interviewing at the Arby's on South Cedar. Oh, wow. 
There's a tree. Like the, it was like right. the big RVs in the area, and they had a the thing that blew me away is they had this full on basement, and you would do your training down there. Right. And mm. the only way I can describe that room to you now is have you guys seen Pulp Fiction? Yep. <laughs> horrible, horrible scene with the gimp. Was there a That's gimp? Kind of what that room looked like there was not a gimp to my knowledge. No, but, right. Uh, I think I got hooked up. I think I think my neighbors, like the wife's sister, was a manager. And got me the interview, and then I ended up working on the one one at West Saginaw, right over there off right. Dibble. Yep. Um, I remember lots of things about that. I remember working with uh, Matt Winkle, Jeremy Dad. Oh my! Um, oh really? I okay. remember being bored enough with the label maker to label everything, including someone had the great name of renaming the straws the individually wrapped personal siphoning devices. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. What? Um, weren't you introduced to a? Uh... A new method of measurement for those ketchup packets or RB sauce? I can't remember. Was it a, <laughs> probably was, was it a crap load? How much did that guy want? Because I remember that story like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how much does this guy want? He wants a crap load. <laughs> Legally, can I give you a crap load? Is that, I don't know um, how many. How many handfuls right. is that? Let me see your hands. Many many people would come in. Uh, now that I realize, in the state of various chemical comfortableness, getting the five for five. Deal and just pounding them in the parking lot. Oh my gosh! Oh dear! What a parking lot! Yeah. And that also reminds me of driving the 1972 Ford Grand Torino, that big. Yeah. Oh, Not the yeah. Starsky and Hutch version, but yeah. yeah, reasonable one. Yeah. So, if you yeah. guys had, could you name all your jobs somewhat sequentially, if asked? I could get pretty close. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I would. There would be an order that I might flip-flop, but I think I could get them all. Yeah, I, I think I flip-flopped early on, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw down my list. All right. Okay. All I need from you guys is a gut check, like am I BSing myself here or was it legit? Okay. And if you remember any quirky story from that. Like I remember quirky stories from uh, constantly bugging Andy at one of his places of employment that I'm sure we'll talk about that rhymes with Apple Smarts Mex. Um, <laughs> I do have very uh, fond memories. I don't think I ever visited John at work as a kid. I don't think. Okay. I, I could have sworn maybe Ponderosa. Maybe. Yeah, because I remember the shirt. Yeah. Not necessarily even going in to eat, but stealing him from the kitchen to. To ch- anyway. like say, hey, we're going out later. What time do you get off? That's what yeah. we always. Yeah. It's always only one of us was working. None of us were all like, hey, we're all working the same shift at our respective places. It was always like, man, we're bored. Let's go find the one guy who can't do anything and yeah. guilt him into. Right. I mean, we would guilt John in college. That's a totally different story about John. Well, John, John, times. John and I had a caveat on that one, but we'll we'll get to it later. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So here's my list to the best of my recollection. Ready? Okay. Yep. Uh, Arby's was one. Uh-huh. Okay. Shoprite West Saginaw Shoprite there. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, I worked worked for Meyer. I worked for Grand Gourmet in uh, Frandor. Uh-huh. Okay. Kroger. Mm-hmm. In Frandor. Uh, Pepsi. Okay. okay. Shoprite for uh, Seven Up at a short yep. while there. Um, I was a security guard for 15 minutes out at, uh, oh, what's the horrible apartment complex at Michigan State that stuff always goes down? Oh, Cedar Village? 
Cedar Village. They're on both. Yeah. Construction uh, security guard firm for about 15 minutes, and I said, no. Okay. No, not for me. Uh, Eddie Bauer. Yeah. Okay. I remember that one. Uh, West Marine. Yep. Yep. Um, Z101.7. Mm-hmm. And then uh, St. Lawrence Hospital. Okay. Yep. And then St. Lawrence turned into the Sparrow out at the Mac. Yep. Yep. Uh, I worked for WLAJ ABC 53 TV station in Lansing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember uh, that one. Okay. I worked there concurrently when I started at Gray Bar. And, okay. Uh, and I bailed out of that probably a month into it because I was just burning the candle at both ends. Sure. Right. Uh, Gray Bar. Uh, then I went uh, left Gray Bar to come down here to uh, Curious Kids. Uh, Taught in the city of Goebbels, taught in the city of Matawan, where I currently work at TechSmith, and I'm also a uh, registered travel agent for the Disney company. Okay, I should have been counting along there. I wouldn't dispute any of them. No, <laughs> that seems pretty right. Because yeah. the, the West Marine one, wasn't that the one that gave you the transfer out to uh, California? Well, I actually started... So the West Marine story was I started working for Eddie Bauer out in California, and I got a temp job through um, uh, Manpower. Uh, okay. And I got at West Marine, and they actually hired me on away from Manpower to work in their gigantic warehouse in Hollister, California. Gotcha. Um, that was a fun job. I, I moved up there pretty fast. Oh, yeah. I had a lot more responsibility pretty quick, but then I, you know, ended up moving home, and I got the transfer from there to the West Marine store in over by Frandor there on. Oh, that's how that happened. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like work. It was better to work. In, I don't like the retail store is stupid. The the warehouse, the uh, distribution center. As they said. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> right. A lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. There's there's a different that, feel between store and logistics. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Logistics measurability is easier than doing like hitting sales numbers and all that garbage. Exactly. Yeah. Customer service to the general public can really bite. Yep. yep. Uh, Andy, how about you? Uh, so let's see. After Christie's, now here I got to remember. I think it went from there to Waverly Community Schools lifeguarding. Oh. Uh, from there to service merchandise. Service merchandise. Service merchandise to the Sportsplex. Then I think the Sportsplex and I did a very brief stint as a teacher's aide for a kindergarten class. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think how that would have been 98, summer of 97, summer of 98. And I'm because I know I was at Sportsplex for a while. Zero recollection. Yeah, that, and that was I'd go out in the morning, and I think I did it for about six weeks because you no know, state ended early, and my mom was working as a building sub at St. Martha's, and so I would oh, go out there, and uh, yeah, and I think that was maybe six weeks, and then I went on active duty summer of '98. Um, now there were. Five, six, five, five or six different assignments, but I'll lump them all together um, until 04 came back and started working for the distribution target distribution. Yep. Um, and then I went on my walkabout, went back to school. And while I was in school, I worked at a gym and two bars. 
so that really kind of racked it up. And then I started, I uh, graduated from that program in 08 and went to work in the summer of 08 in therapy. But in there, I worked in one or oh, probably a dozen different buildings. Um, it was still the same job. And then switched out of that in 15 back to working for the federal government and been there since. So <clears throat> because of how the nature of the beast for the Air Force, as well as in therapy, there were a whole bunch of different places I worked. But, yeah, I'm still I, you know, I count them just as one job. Otherwise, it would have been probably 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's odd when I look back, the number of places I've worked that are no longer in existence. Um, right. Not really scary, but just interesting. Service merchandise being one of them. And I, when we were back in Lansing around Christmas time, I walked into the Hobby Lobby, which yeah. was where service, which is where service was. Probably the first time I've been in that building since 1995. You kind of walked back. You're like, this is where the the uh, electronics would have been. Exactly, and this is where the warehouse was. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it's a little. Hmm. Yeah, it was just. You know, and you learn, uh, you learn something from all of them. But yeah, there was even one. There was one unit deactivated uh, when I was on active duty uh, after I left, and trying to think something else. Um, even one of the bars I worked at, and that was only in two thousand seven. That shut down. So yeah, there's a few places I've kind of cursed. Like oh, nice. I worked there. Oh, the sportsplex. Obviously. Sportsplex. The yeah. bars, the federal government shuts down. You're really kind of uh, yep. leaving yeah, stuff in your way. Exactly. It's either yeah. I'm a jinx or I'm a flight risk because right. <laughs> there, I've not worked in any single building um, or, yeah, in any single physical building for more than two and a half years. It's really kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not um, like what like I said, Air Force and uh, in therapy, it was – moving from different building, but uh, yeah, for some reason, the two, two and a half year mark, I just, it just kind of happens and I move on. Right. So yeah, it, I've been here and it's coming up on two and a half years. So hmm, interesting. We'll see. Time to look for something else. Exactly. Or something's going to shut down permanently. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right, to, yeah. Go ahead, John. I want to hear. All right. Let's see. Um, Aside from the other one just mentioned, uh, there was Burger King that I did for summer. Then never BK at all. Yeah, that was my uh, junior or okay. sophomore to junior. Okay. And then it was uh, junior to senior that I kept for senior was Ponderosa. Okay. And then uh, when I came back, sliced open my finger there. I do remember that. Yep, is when I was I uh, met you over at Service Merchandise and did the stint <laughs> there. <laughs> just an interesting place. It's so weird. How did you really you go because Tucker was there? Or were there jobs? I think it was one of those. I said I was looking for something because I sliced my hand open, and Tucker actually said, "Hey, we are looking for people." So I'm like, "Why not?" Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, and I got it, yeah. Mine was a recommendation from somebody, Robert Spagnolo, that um, he worked over in Spag. the electronics, and that was a yep. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So uh, let's see. And then from there, went to Staples. And Staples with covered. Lance? Yeah, with Lance and Brian. Okay. I uh, I had yeah, someone recording when I was at the uh, LCC radio station when we called you. And I have the recording of the day you accepted that job somewhere. 
Oh, nice. I was like, because, uh, oh, you're going to work with Lance. He said, yeah. And I said, oh, so now you've got that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right, because that was the slogan at that point was, well, yeah, we got that. And then, um, <laughs> uh, let's see, from there, when I was uh, down at Western, uh, I got a job at Office Depot. Yep. And that okay. was where, that was at the time when Staples was planning to buy them out, but then it was, uh, that was changed for some reason, but I did that and then uh, worked over at Record Town at the Ooh. Maple Hill Mall. Okay. I do remember that. So I did, yeah. So I remember we did bother. Uh, yeah, you bothered me a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> that was the dirt mall, wasn't it? It was the dirt mall. And then, um, but then from there is when I got the job to do graphic design at the Vicksburg Commercial Express and Broadcast, the newspaper. Okay. Uh, and then after that, went to Sinorama. I remember about Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Sign Impressions. That was first oh, okay. for a couple yeah. of years. Then went to Sinorama for about a year and a half. Jumped over to Consort Display Group for five years. And then when they were kind of having some downsizing and stuff like that, I went over to Cal Blue for a couple. And then that's where, uh, from there, I springboarded over to GHS. Okay. And, uh, so, and a whole hell of a lot of smattering and not even smattering of performance. Live gigs. gigs and Yeah, not to mention oh, that sure, yeah. two summers uh, for for college were working in live entertainment at Cedar Point. <laughs> and numerous oh, yeah. gigs as a graphic artist. Oh, yeah. It's basically you give me money, I do whatever you want. And, yeah, I just I said that, that live. I heard, I heard that about <laughs> put that on a constant loop. Hi, I'm John Moody, and I'll do whatever you want for cash. That's what I usually tell people when um, when I get interviewed for, like, music uh, magazines now. They're like, so what kind of music do you play? I was like, whichever they pay me for. <laughs> well, what, you know, it's it's a different kind of style. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. yeah. Been there. Done. <clears throat> um, yeah. So let's say, um, looking at those lists of jobs that uh-huh. we just had, mm-hmm. um, prior to what I would call your adult jobs. Yep. So we're still talking high school to college age, something like that. Sure. Okay. Pick the one that you enjoyed the most. It may have been, I don't know, none of us got paid well. Uh, maybe it was no. the people you worked with. Maybe it was the experience. Which one was the one you had the most fun? Sportsplex, hands down. Sportsplex. If the sportsplex was around and they paid a living wage, I would have done that for permanently. That was a that job was a riot. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd be the old guy at the sportsplex. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, good grief! I would be so creepy. The dirty old man at the sportsplex. You're like, sir, <laughs> rollerblades are not even a thing anymore. Which I haven't seen rollerblades in years. Yeah, at the I, sportsplex. I, it was all I had mine on this past spring, and I didn't break my neck. Nice. So you're the only yeah, that was who still uses rollerblades. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Oh, I was. I, I had my '90s gear on, and I'm pretty sure Roxette was blasting out of the uh, iPod. Which, Whoa! There's a paradox right there. But um, yeah, Sportsplex, hands down, because you know it was an active job. Um, it, it, you know, like any workplace, you had your complaints, and mine was that it was it was middle school babysitting, but still, it, it was a good staff. You were up and moving. Um, 
and there was good management. So yeah, there was, I didn't, that was one that I truly enjoyed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Jen? I'm going Staples. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, aside okay. from the fact that, you know, I had a couple of my friends there, it just, everybody there was a solid person and at least a unique enough character that their quirkiness and things made it interesting. And that makes a difference. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it was one of the few oh, ones sorry, too yeah. that you know, like they really, they would, wor- they would work with you for hours instead of some of these other places where it's like, sorry, these are the hours you get. It's like, but I kind of need to switch it here and here. Like they were always really, really good at doing that, especially with my gigs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that, you know, cause it really, it's a part-time job. Yep. Um, and you're a kid. It, if the management, you know, granted those guys are, are hardened retailed survivors, but, uh, you know, the ones that know the, know the lay of the land, especially with the personnel that they've got, it, 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 that's important. Yep. Yeah. Jay, what do you think? Mine probably has to be uh, ShopRite, and it's it's because uh, in all these jobs that I worked at, there was only two jobs where I worked with a, a close friend. A close friend. Mm-hmm. So ShopRite, uh, there was a ton of us there. Uh, yeah. Lance worked there. I think Brian worked there. He did. Um, and then a whole slew of like um, what I would call sideline high school friends. Sure. Uh, active, always fun. Um, time went fast. You, know, you had your people like if we're pulling up Robert Spagnuolo, I'm going to bring up uh, Robert Nackford and his ability to bag faster than anyone else. Uh, yeah. Ironically, the only other job I worked with a close personal friend was at Graybar. Oh, yeah. yep. Uh, Lance Lance was hired in there, and I got hired in after him. So that was the only other time that I worked with someone directly that was a good friend. And I would say, I would say Shoprite. I mean, it was a lot of fun adventures. Got to meet Magic Johnson when I worked there. I thought that was kind of hip. Nice. Yeah. Uh, My brother did time at the same um, Shoprite. Well, after us. Was it still West Saginaw or was it L and L? It was. Um. It, it transitioned while he was yeah. there. Yeah. And I, he was there a couple of years, I think. I do remember us going to see Patrick there. Yeah. Yeah, he's had some interesting ones as well. But, yeah, he did um, – there, there were a handful of folks that were the, the West Saginaw ShopRite that – sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, once again, it was another uh, means to an end. Yep. It was a large employer. Like, I don't remember a ton of kids that we hung out with or knew worked at, like, Meyer or anything like that. Everybody went to different things. Like, if mm-hmm. you were if you were a – I'm going to – this is such generalizations, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize to everybody who's listening to this podcast, both of you that are listening to it. Right. <laughs> All two of them. Sorry, but Mom. Generally speaking, if you were a popular girl, there's a good chance you were working at the mall. If you were us, <laughs> you were not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there just there wasn't a lot of things like there was people that worked at the the, the movie theaters like John's sister worked there so we always got yep. up there yeah where did where did your siblings work John besides I mean, you know Pearl worked at the theater where did where did Jenny and them work well being a stereotypical popular girl Jenny worked at the mall <laughs> <laughs> she worked at, at, the one that I remember she worked at the Sunglass Hut and then uh, Pacific Sunwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Okay, I can absolutely see that. Um, let yeah. me see. Uh, you know, to be honest, I don't remember where Allison worked 
or yeah. Ben. But Ben was so much younger than us. I was already in college probably by the time he was actually working. Yeah. So what made me think of that, I don't know why I just thought of this, but uh, uh, ShopRite had to have been the choice that I had to make because when we went to prom, that's one of the places we brought our dates <laughs> to show yep. off all this yep. stuff. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Crap. Holy crap. Well, we we went to dinner at Christie's. Remember that's that? That's right. We did. Yeah. And Jason us- got mad at me because I was late. Yeah. Some of us got there significantly on time. Others, <laughs> hell no. I tell you, I I don't think anyone else has ever made the trek from Dansville to Lansing in 18 minutes. I don't think anyone That's... else has been to Danville since that night. <laughs> or probably, before. Probably never not. reason to go. Uh, future topic, uh, prom night. Yeah, uh, that, the, that the entirety of the adventure of that weekend. I We'd have to find Conrad and bring Conrad in. Because yeah. So many well, that, stories. Because that's not necessarily leading, but a tie-in for one of my other ideas um, it, it has to deal specifically with that weekend. That um, yeah, I, we could certainly chat about that one. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I know that my brother's got some. He worked at the family video or family videos plural up around Isabella County when he was at Central, and he's got yeah. some stories. But you know, you figure. I let's see. I was 22, so he was 15 when I left. Right. But, uh, you know, Shoprite would have come after that, and I'm trying to think if there was anything else. But no, he when he went up to Central, he was doing that as well as being an RA. So yeah, he hasn't flitted around for do a bunch of jobs. But um, sure. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else that we knew. Um, trying to think, did did Dan Jacobs work at Meyer? Not a clue. No, okay. I thought he was it, just not, a bounty hunter. No, that would have been awesome. <laughs> just um, lazy. I'm trying to think yeah, of anybody else that we knew that really worked anywhere else. Um, you know, well, while you're uh, thinking of that, I got a curveball question for you guys. Oh, go uh-huh. for it. This one might be tough. This one, this one might have to leave the safe confines of the three of our experiences. Okay. Do you remember someone's job that they held? Um, friend, you know, um, some sort of counterpart at college or high school level, or 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 even now, where you looked at their job with envy, like you're like, oh man, I totally would want that job. Hmm. Like you, you're happy for them and everything, but you're kind of like, you know what? At the same point, you're like, I could do that better. I could probably, you know. Yeah. My life experiences. Let me verbally give you my resume here. Exactly. Okay. You got hours because well, I'll hit you up with it. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of anybody that you know that we would have known. Right. Um. I don't know because I mean, especially yeah. when we were doing just those little jobs, there wasn't anything that really that somebody else was like, "Wow, that's like the someone, job." Someone had- the job, like, right? Like some, maybe yeah. someone who worked at like a music store or a video game place or something where you're like, that'd be so awesome. I, mean, I don't remember. Specific. I mean, my only thing would be is if we ever had a friend at that point that worked at a comic book store, but we didn't. Right. No, then that, that would have been the one that I would have been like, oh, oh, to do that. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. To... <laughs> 
Because I think at that time, if, if it was really good, you would have gravitated. I'm just going to drop an application off over there. I think that would have been sweet. Right. Um, maybe. Maybe. Oh, Jim, I'm going to call you out on one. I totally forgot. What was the country station on the south side of the city? You mentioned Z101, but you were at the country station, oh, too. that was uh, WHBR. That was Bear 94.1. That there. was a internship. I ah. do remember that one. Yeah. I, when I was going into radio production, Right, mm-hmm. among 947 other majors at Lansing Community College. Um, that, uh, you know, a lot of adventures at that radio station because I was there and I was right across the hall from Tim and Deb, uh, yeah. Q106. I yes. interacted with them a lot, too. But, uh, yeah, the bear, 94.1. I don't know why that popped into my head, but, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other. Who would have had a sweet job? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, who, did we know anybody that just made bank? That just had money all the not, none of our friends none of us I mean had, like, I would say Conrad did but that's because he worked up and and picked cherries for the summer and like worked yeah. his tail off. Well, we always he'd always show up with like some sort of extremely fancy camera and we're like, what the hell? Right? Yeah. Where the, what the hell are you coming up? I don't under I don't I don't get it. And that's before any of us even knew what what Vanita was or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sense of that whole world. Yeah, even even now, yeah, I don't think I'd want to spend an hour in what Conrad does for real. I wouldn't want to try just because I think it's a lot more complex than people would think. And you know, when you when you really break down building construction management, there's there's a lot going in there. So yeah, I, yeah, right. Cool, but I know my I know my limitations, and that's one of them. Yep, I do not build, construct, or manage. So, okay, I got a couple, we're, uh, we started late, so if everybody's yeah. got to yeah. roll, we can roll, but I got uh, two questions. Yep. Roll it up. One is, uh, I'd love for us to relive, uh, you, you mentioned, Andy, if you gravitated towards a job that you would literally go drop an application. Uh, for those who are, like, completely oblivious to this, uh, I don't remember the last time I filled out a actual paper application for a job. Oh dear. Yeah. Knowing what was on that, how innocuous of information it was. You're just kind of like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you would blindly fill out W2s, W4s, W4s. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for tax. I mean, no, I didn't. Maybe you guys did, but I had no concept in the world what the hell I was filling out, what I was signing up for. I don't even remember what minimum wage was when we started working. And maybe. Four. Seven and a quarter. I yeah. Four and a quarter. Seven and a quarter. I'm almost. Bu- I'm. I'm Ooh, wait a minute. Hold out range. No, no, might have been five. Yeah. Five and a quarter. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Do you guys have any specific memories of the actual application process? I I do the tax forms just because my dad did taxes enough that you, what I would hey dad what do I put in x x x x and y and there's your figure you're done right. Uh, Okay, so I didn't understand it, but I knew it yeah. was right because there was a professional there. But yeah, outside of that, um, and the the part that always killed me was when you had, especially starting out, you know, the first couple jobs, list your experience. Um, yeah, I, I go to high school. I got, I got and, money. I, I, and I can work a Casio graphing calculator. Right. That, uh, that's when you sometimes. Have, that's when you have to do one of those things where you're like um, mowing lawns, shoveling mm-hmm. driveways. Right. Yeah. 
my grandma thinks I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can type hey, in yeah, some numbers on my calculator too. that when you flip them over, <laughs> say boobless. <laughs> You're asking for references from a 17-year-old? Yeah, don't um, – yeah, that was uh, – you know, I try to be meticulous with my third-grade penmanship. But, yeah. Right. Somehow I got a couple of jobs anyway. And I see if I find it very difficult to figure out what the minimum wage – and I can tell you what the minimum wages are now, but right. I want a history of the minimum wage. Now I really want to know because I want to know what I do with all that money. What? Okay, that, that's another question. Maybe we'll and wrap I, up with you on. I do remember you because I early on you asked about the interviews. The first one I had, um, because it was direct interaction with the public and customer service. One of the managers who was there asked about if I smiled often because I do believe I've had resting bitch face before the, <laughs> the term was even coined, and I I didn't really know. I'm trying to think. Uh, nice. I think my response was if I find something entertaining, I will. But yeah, it's just how my <laughs> I probably could have thrown it back. You know, it's just my facial features. I don't I don't know. But um, yeah, I do remember that question like it was yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, the only interview that I remember, at least back from those ones, was like the um, the Burger King one. Was uh, honestly, it was just like, you know, what's your name? Can you mm-hmm. can you get to this location? Yep. Can you start next week? <laughs> that oddly enough, one of the the second building I worked in in therapy, that was the exact interview because they needed somebody so bad. Yeah. Which which yeah. Burger King did you work at, John? I I just don't remember. Maybe we weren't hanging out at that point yet. No, I mean that this was the one on um, uh, it was on Saginaw and Canal. It was the one way up there. Oh wow. Saginaw and Canal. Yeah, right by Horrocks. Yeah. How'd you get okay, there? Yeah. Did you have to get dropped off all the time? Yeah, I, I got dropped off, or what I had to do a couple of times was I would have to ride my bike. Ooh. From your house all the way there? Yep. That's some first-class bullshit right there. <laughs> Straight up that's suicide. Unless I, you, were just, you had to take some back roads. Well, I took Willow. I did Willow, Willow, Willow to Canal no. actually wasn't that bad. Although the <laughs> we wouldn't that, be if you were on Saginaw, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I did take Saginaw a couple of times and was like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, live to tell about it. There. And you'd get there, and all the workers would be like, "Damn, check out Moody's Ace." <laughs> yeah. Well, what I would what I would actually do is I would leave an hour early because it would take about a half hour to ride the bike, and sure. then that would just give me enough time to cool down because, like, you were just. <laughs> You know, it was in the summer, so you were just sweating balls. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good look at the drive-through. Yeah, and I hit. <laughs> well, see, I, never, I never progressed up to that. Maybe they, maybe they thought I had resting bitch face too, but they always just kept yeah. me in the back, either doing dishes box. or uh, oh. just sliding the burgers through the machines. <laughs> You've got to. Find, it's so appetizing. <laughs> You've got to find a representation of the uniform you had to wear, John. That's your that's your entire mission before the next podcast. Is I want to see an image, not necessarily of you in it, but I want to see what you were wearing. It was Burger King uniform. It was just a Burger King uniform. Although I think usually that's when I was wearing like a red bandana because I was oh, wow. in the back all the time, so I didn't necessarily because uh, you're a rebel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I did find the uh, the. Uh, minimum wage charts so for when we would have started working would have been 90 or 91 in 1990 it was three dollars and 80 cents whoa april 1st of 91 it was four and a quarter okay. uh, in 96 it jumped to 475 then 5 
seventeen. Then it sat there for ten years till it changed to five eighty five, and then it's been creeping up since. Yeah, yeah I remember the, the five fifteen definitely. Holy crap! Yeah, but yeah, that was when the the bonus part about the wait staff tipping out to the end of the day was always sweet. Right. Right. Yeah. Never, never experienced that. I can't even yeah. imagine. I did that at yeah. Ponderosa when I was the bus boy, but most of the time, after. Uh, they realized I could cook pretty fast. I just, they just threw me on the line. So I just ended up doing that and getting really, you really know, surly. And and there is something to be said about that because I've, I've met several line cooks that are just, I think that's a prerequisite is to be surly. Oh yeah. Uh, because I have been a server and I am the worst. <laughs> and <laughs> once again, no limitations. Let's not start there. Right. Yeah. I probably could have been a surly line cook too. That would have uh. been a, uh, more apt more appropriate anyway yep yeah we are definitely in our uh adult jobs now okay uh, john yeah. you've been at yours for a few years now right uh and you've been at yours for a couple years as well yeah um i'm in second career mode been there about six years so here's how we're going to end today's podcast um without guilt without any preconceived notions so that if our employers are listening, we're not looking to leave. <laughs> uh, dream job. Within, oh dream job, however, within reason. Knowing we all have responsibility, what's something you think you could actually, if presented with the opportunity, just take a shot at it right now? Hmm. I mean, this is hard because, I mean, Quite frankly, I'm already in my dream job. That's wonderful. Cop out. I mean, think about it. I mean, but you know, and especially now that um, that I get to work with my one of my best friends, actually, is awesome because we both push each other really hard to do things. But I, I would say, uh, if it was something as a sideman for like a national tour. Mm, sure. Of somebody that I could just drop, you know, and make make it work, and then come back, totally do it. So, like, kind of live in that environment for a five month world tour or something like that. Yeah. Playing the harmonica, right? But right, yeah, exactly. Dude, oh, I'd, I'd even tech, because I mean, I've done enough stuff with um, setting up basses and guitars that I mean, I could probably be an okay tech with a little work too. So John, John with his over under cable wrapping capabilities is just the crucial part of the tour. Over under through. You over but you should have under. Oh jeez. <laughs> you over, I'm writing that one down. You over what you should have under. <laughs> I only say that because I wrap cords up on a daily basis and I'm like, screw this. I can't get them to do what I want. <laughs> bah. Stupid ass flat one twined with braided cords. With the, what is this bullshit? I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, the, the, Andy, you got one? Um, this is actually I. I think if I could have a morning radio show, so this is actually yeah. pretty close to what I think would be. However, I've heard a couple things. One, uh, there's there's no way to start to do it now because just starting out, 
Well, there, yeah, I guess there are a couple of things. We're just starting out. Radio is a disaster, from what I understand. You just make zilch. Um, oh sure. And it's and there is I there's a, a program in this part of the world that I have in mind um, that I listen to and they make me laugh. But yeah, this you know just the three of us, it's pretty darn close. Um, but um, you know I don't. And then we also have the luxury of uh, satellite radio in both of our vehicles, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty slick too. But I don't know if it's really a dying art if just everybody having a podcast, everybody and their brother having a podcast, taking kind of taking that place. But still, I think just uh, being able to small talk um, about a lot of different subjects, you know, that one I think I could do. I think that would be fun. Or yeah. I remember seeing it years ago, <clears throat> and I don't know if you had to have what kind of experience, but oddly enough, uh, the Great Lakes Naval Training Facility in Chicago has a phenomenal pool because of the training and running that I think would be pretty slick, but, um, you know, I've spent my time in the air force. Yeah. Running the pool, the program, making sure everything's set up for the uh, trainees that are coming through um, just because of the technology they have there. And, you know, it's the government, but there, there is money. Um, But I spent my time in the air force. We were not underwater. So I don't, while I have thousands of hours in a pool uh, operating, a training facility like that, uh, I think would be cool, but I, I would, there would be a huge learning curve. Um, but yeah, cause I, I know somebody runs that one. I just could have had you standing on the deck of the pool, looking up at the platform where they're getting ready to you get your cup of coffee. You're like, line them up, push them in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm standing with a cup of coffee. I ain't doing that. <laughs> nope. Not doing that. Not the way that I would have went. Oh, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't know if I could. Uh, you know, I want to be a rock star or something like that. No, it's. Um, yeah. yeah. I, you know, like I said, where where we are right now, it's it's not a bad spot. It it you know it's it's the the funds to keep hobbies going, and that works for me right now. But. Um, yeah, I want to know Jay's. I toy with it, uh, and that is I really – so uh, we – for many reasons we started doing this podcast. One, keep in touch. Two, is I like the sound of my own voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like the concept of a uh, being a professional voiceover artist Yeah, and being able to convey and storytell with just your voice. Um, so part of my job that I do now, a lot of online training, a lot of in-person training – uh, remind me to tell you the story about my trip yesterday, guys. Off the air, we'll do that. Uh, <clears throat> the ability to talk in front of people or and talk about any subject comfortably and quickly and confidently uh, leads me to want to do some sort of voiceover work. One, mm-hmm. I could still do it from home. I could give it, it'd be a great excuse to have to buy and build a legit sound booth studio. In oh, the- that'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm a techie, so I'd get to play with all those sorts of things. But I, I just kind of feel like it would be kind of cool to have enough of a voiceover career that if we were all out at the bar or all catching dinner somewhere and we're just having a casual conversation and someone notices and has some recollection of hearing that voice before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you get a chance, I don't know if it's still out there, there was a uh, John DiMaggio who's the voice of uh, Bender. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He put together a, a um, documentary called I Know That Voice. 
and it is all, and I think it was on Netflix, uh, it was all about voiceover artists through history. And it is, mm. one, hilarious, because a lot of voiceover artists are cartoon characters. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I, uh, I always am toying with it as a side gig, but it is very similar to getting into radio. There's lots yeah. of people that say there's always work, but yeah. you have to be somewhat established or have a audition reel ready to go um, because if you don't, you're not even linked at. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, fought in your general direction. I mean, any of those kinds of things are not even going to happen for you. So, yeah. Well, I heard um, up until just a few years ago, Frank Welker, who has done everything, was yep. the highest earning actor. If if not just in Hollywood, I, if it wasn't in the world, at least in Hollywood, and uh, find a find a an animated series that he has not been a part of. It's that true. that that's something else. I mean, he is Scooby. He is Scooby. Um, yeah, his net worth is like thirty five million, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, see that's a true. For me, a voiceover artist is someone like that, not a yeah. famous actor who then becomes a voiceover person. Like, uh, no, you know, Tom Hanks doing Toy Story, excellent movies, but mm-hmm. he's not a voiceover artist. He's an actor who should be able to do those things anyway. Yeah, right. no, it, it's the, it, Don, you know the Don LaFontaine's, the you know in a world, the yeah. areas, the the Billy Wests, the Tom Kennys, the Tom Kennys. Who he's done SpongeBob. He's SpongeBob, but he also is uh, Woody Johnson. If you've ever seen Brickleberry, on no. Netflix. Okay, so Brickleberry is the uh, the uh, Tosh Daniel Tosh. Cartoon. Okay. Oh my! Uh, watch it around children. Do not even watch it around your significant other. Just okay. watch it and put your headphones on and laugh your ass off. Okay, I'll have to tune in because I need a new uh, Netflix show. It is really, really, really. Really wrong. <laughs> nice. So Sweet. You're, what you're saying is I should watch it at Planet Fitness when I'm on the treadmill. Yes. You will yes. Off the the uh, the treadmill. I've okay. been watching Punisher on that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so actually, you want to know who the t- current top five voiceover artists are for actors? Yeah. Sure. sure. Seth MacFarlane. Okay. Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yep. Okay. Matt Groening. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh, Matt Groening's net worth was worth is was five hundred million and then the number one voiceover uh, artist uh, was Walt Disney. Believe it or not. <sighs> yeah. Just because, because we voiced Mickey and Minnie because, and he's mm-hmm. worth five billion dollars. Right. But you're getting when you start backing down the list, you got your Mike Judges, you got your yep. basically entire cast of the Simpsons. Right. Yeah. Zaria, Shear, Cartwright. Uh, yep. Dan Castaneda, Yardley Smith, then you back down to Julie Kavner, Billy West, mm-hmm. and then Frank Oz and stuff like that. But anyway, that, yeah. that's I, I digress. That that would be my my dream game. So yeah, that would be a good one. I could see that. Gentlemen, I'm tired. Yeah, it's, been, it's awesome. a long one. Yeah, and I uh, my fear has been realized for the umpteenth one in a row that there's never enough time for these, and we always could branch off into several other topics. Like I know we've got a couple, but we need a good one for next week. So be thinking about that. Uh, okay. Get Lance in. We will try a new format where we do it via webinar. I'll record it that way and do the edits and see what happens. But 
Uh, gentlemen, once again, I thank you for your time. John, it's been a pleasure. Oh, it's always a treat, guys. Yep, appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your evenings, and for all those of you who are listening, hi, Mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> great day wherever you are. See you on the next one. All Take right. care, all. Later. Out.